0: Again, to another version of the Cafe, where I'm taking some time to meet with the leaders of academic institutions around the world focused on engineering education. And today I'm delighted to be with a good friend of mine, uh, Dr. Janusz Kaczynski, who I've known now, I think, for six or seven years uh, or more. Um, And uh, Dr. Kaczynski has enjoyed a distinguished academic career in leading institutions in the USA, Europe, and Canada. He's an internationally renowned higher education leader, researcher, and entrepreneur and one of the most, world's most widely acknowledged experts in sustainable energy systems. Educated in Krakow, Poland, he subsequently conducted research at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology and spent much of his academic career at McGill University where he was Associate Vice Principal for Research and International Relations. He was the founding dean of the Lausanne School of Engineering in Toronto and founding president of a new university in Hereford in the UK, which one of the most ambitious ventures in British higher education. He's currently the Dean of the Faculty of Engineering at Lakehead University in Canada, leading a new transdisciplinary initiative to apply key driving forces of the 21st century in science and engineering to create a novel type of research based academic programs. You know, Janusz, I could go on for a lot longer with all the credentials and things that you've done, but uh, thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today. And uh, any initial words you wanted to comment
1: on? Uh, Paul, it's such a pleasure getting uh spending time with you as as, as always and congratulations on a uh, terrific idea of having this cafe uh, i'm going to repeat <laughs> that at uh, my new university if you don't mind
0: i know absolutely, i don't mind at all and i have to give credit to my wife was, i think it was my wife's idea to call it the cafe and you know i i i'm so excited because i i'm privileged enough to travel around the world to meet people like yourself at conferences uh, you know many countries And there's always two or three hundred people who are having these conversations, but I'd like to expand that to a bigger audience. So hopefully of the thousands of people that are contacted and in our network, something you say, something somebody else says will resonate and make a difference in their institution. Um, But we're going to chat about engineering education. You've got lots to say. You've got a great background. But before we get there, um, maybe just give us some insight into yourself as a background. I always find it interesting that students going into engineering don't really know what engineering is all about. So um, what was your expectations and, and uh, how did you get into the field and what's kind of continued to inspire you?
1: Well, so uh, actually the, how I got to engineering, well, it was quite uh, accidental. It's a really funny story how I uh, started engineering uh, because um, we were I was in Poland signing up for the university and then there was a lineup and there was a beautiful girl in, just in front of me. Uh, who became my, my wife later on, and she signed up for something. It was uh, she had a big uh, card that says ENG. So I signed up for ENG. The problem was that uh, she went to English, and I went to uh, engineering. <laughs> uh, to honest, well, that was that was at the beginning. But then uh, look, I, I realized uh, right away that uh, what engineering is is actually engineering. Engineers create everything that's not uh, created naturally. So everywhere where you look around, this is what what we do. So it was great for somebody like like me who is a young person. We all want to change the world for the better. So that's how I that's how I approached it. And uh, and then I realized that engineering used to change how we do things, and now with AI and and some other development, now is Uh, changing not only what we do but uh, who we are there were some surprises for me as as well to to be honest well uh, because i realized that engineering could be used as a springboard to uh, extraordinary things and uh, one of those things that happened to me it was i I had an opportunity and went to space on a zero gravity flight thanks to some of the things that i've done in engineering
0: You know, I just, I have to, I have to say, you know, in in the conversations I've been having with people, um, I've led a very sheltered life. I mean, going into zero gravity is something I would, I would kill for. I have jumped out of a plane. That that was a very long time ago. My wife told me never to do it again, but um, I I know, I mean, based on your experience with LaSonde and with the the university in Hereford and now what you're working with Lakehead, you are passionate about engineering and engineering transformation. But before we get into that, this pandemic, this last 12 months, has been unbelievably challenging for every everyone. And in the middle of that, you assumed this position. So have you used it to your advantage? I know that's what you tend to do. You like to take challenges and turn it into an opportunity.
1: At the pandemic, uh, let me share with you two perspectives. So one is more uh, personal perspective, which is that, uh, of course, our world was turned upside down. And right. uh, during that time, we've, we've seen the best of humanity and, uh, and we've learned so much about ourselves and so much about the others. And, uh, and we've been inspired by the absolutely extraordinary courage of those who helped us with our everyday lives and the first uh, fr- frontline responders and so on. So that was, and I, from my perspective, it was uh, uplifting. I, it really helped me tremendously from the educational perspective. I think uh, the pandemic, to be honest, I did, didn't change that much. What it did, it accelerated the change that was already in place. Uh, so it made the future happen faster from the from the educational perspective. And and there there there, there was already a, a trend of uh, let's call it a learning continuum, which is learning. Uh, on campus online on demand just in time just in case so it's just expanded it Um, but interestingly it also flattened the uh, socioeconomic playing field between the universities Mm -hmm. suddenly it became clear that it doesn't matter if you have uh, Mm -hmm. many big buildings or big facilities and and equipment and so on what matters is people and how good, how good they are in interacting with students. How good uh, teachers they, they are as well. So that was the uh, the change from the educational perspective.
0: What's your approach to balancing the curriculum with the right, right elements you know, for, for, for today's students? How do you go about yes. doing that?
1: Right. So in in order to account for for those elements that really matter uh, to students to develop to developed as as full human beings we have to change the curriculum you see the engineering education did not change much over the last i don't know 50 maybe 70 years or so students start the first year with math physics chemistry other things just a little bit of design that they have in the first year so uh, can you imagine if you wanted to uh, study music and you couldn't use the instrument for the first year. It I mean, you would, would be miserable. So what we need to do is we have to change that. And uh, we developed this concept of, uh, rather than having, I, I think, one or maybe two semesters of uh, partial differential equations, uh, mat- mathematics, uh, and then at the end, as an engineer, you're going to use maybe four of those equations. So, so what okay. what... What we decided to do is to embed uh, mathematical concepts and uh, and physics and chemistry in the, uh, um, the different kind of education that is all about uh, solving problems or or doing uh, particular research um, now and that is um, some it is somewhat controversial because at the same time we have to yeah. make certain that those programs are going to be are going to be accredited. So it's very important to engage in the conversation with professional, uh, with the regulatory body that that regulates the profession with the accreditation body. Most importantly, it is imperative to engage in the conversation with employers and, and, and students. If you ask employers, most of them, they tell you that we are not properly preparing um engineering students for the workforce so we have to we we have to well uh, make a change just give you an example because when we when you have first year students and uh, they come to engineering because they see that engineering indeed is changing the the world they see engineering through the lenses of uh, companies like apple like facebook like twitter and 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 so on and then when they come they typically they start in the first week or the second week with tests in math physics chemistry because professors want to prove to them what they don't know so we (laughs) told them at the beginning forget about math physics and chemistry we ask them a question what are you passionate about so we start with passion projects we let them run those passion projects for the first week and 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 quickly they are going to realize that in order for them to say improve the efficiency of a water cleaning filter and so on they have to learn a little bit about extrapolation and those mathematical equations so they right. see math physics and and, and and chemistry they are helping to solve the problems of the world rather than they are a, an esoteric or um, fields that they need to study.
0: So this is this is this is the program that you're working on with Lakehead. Yes, that's what you're doing there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, what's, the rea- what's the reaction? Of, what's the reaction of the students when they come in and they have that experience to, you know, to because are they individual projects by the way or are they group projects?
1: It's a week zero. You start really from zero. So what we do is we let them uh, select. Most of the time they work in. Uh, in teams we don't want to force them for example there was a, one project was interesting because students really wanted to develop an app that is going to um, make uh, more efficient distribution of food uh, among those that are less fortunate and then uh, so professors help uh, senior students help what's really important uh, there is to learn by social interactions so another thing, what we did for them, we built a big wall that is writable. You can write on right. that wall. And, uh, and what they do is they learn together with professors um, around, sitting just around that wall. So uh, they, 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 they start with something and then another one is going to build upon it and then another student and so on. That's, that's the best way of learning because as long, if you don't feel that you're learning that they're most efficient but you see what's really important we realize that engineering there are a few things that we have to um, see if we will be able to implement there are two keywords One is uh, integration and the other one is acceleration so integrating means that uh, the idea is to integrate several different engineering uh, specialties un, under one umbrella. It, 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 you see, if you become an engineer and you work for a company like Kwanzaa or so, we yeah. want them to learn about different things, so we are exploring that. Other programs that are much more specialized, there's one program that, that resonates a lot with, uh, with our students, but also with, with the public in general. We call it Invictus Engineering. That is okay special program that is designed for uh, wounded uh, servicemen and servicewomen and veterans who are transitioning from the military to uh, uh, civilian life. It's, it, it has to be different because they would not be able to participate in the regular program. So that's the future of engineering, being more personal, uh, personal uh, but also integrating different disciplines. But
0: I'm going to ask the question, because you talk about integrated engineering, and intuitively, that means you're going to bring people from different disciplines together, mechanical, electrical, and software, and computer science, and so on. Is the notion of those degrees um, something that you still believe in? I mean, should we still have mechanical engineering degrees? Should we still have electronic degrees and have this notion of interdisciplinary? Or should we try and move towards a more generalized engineering
1: my preference would be to to have a, a general degree and then um, rather than being specialized but uh, all the other but i'm also a, a pragmatic person and and i know that uh, sometimes the engineering world is better to uh, change by evolution rather than a revolution, revolution so, right. so, I, so what we decided to do rather than tackle uh, engineering education at the bachelor level, which is more difficult because it's regulated, it's accredited, and so on, yeah, we, right. start, we started with masters. Masters is much easier. So we created the first um, master degree. We call it uh, Master of Integrated Engineering. In short, oh. it's i So Master of Integrated Engineering is based exclusively on uh, on those projects, so to speak, it's an really? equivalent. It's an engineering equivalent of MBA. So uh, uh, there are people coming from different companies, and look, you, you may have in your company uh, a terrific person that you, you you wanted to put through the uh, uh, progression pipeline and and, uh, and and career planning and so on and he or she graduated in mechanical engineering but you know that in the future it's very important for that colleague to learn more about electrical and, uh, and about mechatronics and about that so that that's what um, that's what we created it's it's all about um, individual projects flattened really it's a horizontal there's no difference between mechanical electrical chemical civil and so on um let them um let them learn so it's completely opposite to a typical masters because a typical masters is if you finish m- mechanical you go deep
0: you you talk about employability and i know you're doing a lot of work with local industry like how important is that to you and how connected are you to the local industry what is advocate
1: uh yeah so so like there there is a full co-op program so they i was lucky when i stepped in they already had a portfolio of i think I'll know. 126 companies that they oh, wow. so it's, it's quite substantial because I strongly believe that it is very important for uh, uh, engineers, engineering students to go to other places and, uh, and see what um, other engineering engineering programs in other countries are all about, but also learn more about people, history, geography and so on. That's the concept of becoming a humanist an engineer so that is absolutely absolutely critical now the other thing that we are also trying to implement which uh, which may sound uh, a bit radical but but it's it's relatively straightforward is that uh, we don't believe in uh, traditional exams i mean uh, exams wow. in my opinion are complete passe can you imagine you are a student and you studied for the entire semester, and then you have a final exam on a Friday evening for three hours, and then in the morning uh, you learn that something went wrong in your family, or your girlfriend or boyfriend left you, and so on. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, and, and the exam is 50, 60% sometimes. It doesn't make sense. So we developed the concept of uh, um, uh, assessing students in a quantitative way based on the portfolio of achievement throughout the entire um, semester so and it is about uh, um, about specific projects and the students they have to do something make something manufacture something design something
0: yeah.
1: but we, we're giving them an opportunity to uh, develop themselves as engineers
0: so how do they how do they respond to that? Because I I know I've had these conversations in the past, and people say, another you know, student say, is, what's on the exam? But I need an exam. But I need
1: some clarity on how I'm going to be evaluated. How, how how do they react to this? And how do you overcome any kind of resistance? So so by by the way, it's not compulsory. It, it's it's again, it, I strongly believe, and I mentioned variety is is important, and uh, with it it's also variety with regards to giving our students an opportunity to express themselves so it's not that we we are abolishing the uh, um, final exams no we're giving um, an opportunity to our professors and students to find a consensus between themselves so at the moment it, it is uh, it's in the transition so if you have a group of uh, i don't know 20 30 students you can always find those who would prefer to have uh, a bit more uh, um, well, a clear framework like an exam framework, and this is perfectly all right, but it is more and more students that are taking the portfolio of achievement really? as their exam. Well, why so? Because uh, it's simply fun. I always tell my students, <laughs> my graduate students, you do things for the fun of it. Um, and then if you can have fun if you have a sense of accomplishment because you design uh, you design a, a, a potentially a gear that Kwanzaa is going to use sometime in the future right. then, yeah. then you you see it in a slightly different way i think that it will ultimately prevail although we don't want to over regulate
0: I, I i like that approach i have to tell you that, you know my experience growing up is obviously the exam route when i did my engineering degree and then when I did my MBA I had a um, a mark for participation, which my my dad always thought was really funny. He said, "Well, you don't stop talking, so how on earth could you fail at that? You, you participate it's, <laughs> but you've got to say something worthwhile, I suppose. I mean, that was the other piece of the puzzle. Um, well,
1: just one, about the exams, just one more comment about the exams. So, so uh, I suggested that uh, if we are to do the exams perhaps what we should do is we should try to have more uh, oral exams this kind of conversation right yes you yeah, learn more agree. about personality about the uh, about uh, how students uh, think or you can you you can approach with uh, questions slightly differently traditional exams are highly impersonal and especially now you mean i told my colleagues when i just went to lakehead i told them that uh, the entire educational system has evolved due to pandemic. The students are learning in a different way, and our professors yep, yep. Are teaching in a different way while we insist on the same way of assessing them. It doesn't make much sense so uh, well, we are evolving
0: well, well I, I, you know I, I think the uh, I agree with you the pandemic has accelerated things so you know if I think about ten or fifteen years ago. The change from the academic environment to where it was prior to the, to the pandemic we'd seen a shift, and I'm expecting that this has been a catalyst for, for for bigger change and 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 think about preparing students for the future wouldn't an evaluation which is oral and personal be more similar to an interview technique that they need to to to, to get into a company to get a job i mean there's there's a lot of value there um, yeah. and and you can roll you can role play but if there's nothing riding on it then how do you make it you know mean something to them
1: well yeah, yeah. so paul you you touched on uh, to the other subject that is absolutely fundamental uh, for engineering because unlike many other programs engineering is a professional program so at the end yep. of your education you're going to get a profession and uh, what so what we decided to do is starting from year one we decided to have two um, uh, two programs um, that uh, really, really resonate with uh, in, with young people. So one is that every first year student has a mentor. Mentor is different than academic advisor, and so on. Right. I mentor. I have four mentees, and the idea for us is to have is to develop this social interaction and learn about uh, if there are some problems. It's important yeah. to learn about it in, at the end of September, or if they start in September or, or October, rather than at the end of the semester it, where it's too it, late. Exactly. Yeah. And then the other thing is to focus on uh, uh, career preparation. It's so important to start from year one to show students the future, um, to show them. Uh, so it's a career exploration guide, so, so to speak. They
0: can I just ask you another question? Because I know you're very passionate about this and I've I've, I've been uh, talking about this a lot more in my company and that's the notion of uh, diversity and inclusion, specifically women in engineering. Um, you uh, you set up this program at Lausanne for 50-50. Are you, are you proactive in that area at all at Lakehead?
1: Oh, very much so. So we expanded it, uh, actually. Look, I learned firsthand how important it is to... Uh, To to have diversity, but diversity, you see, is just the first step. Then then you have to follow up with inclusion. So in other words, it's not just that you're going to admit more uh, diverse students or or hire more, say, female faculty and and so on. You have to create a pathway for them to feel that they are included. I realized very quickly once we were starting bringing more. Female students and faculty, and I remember one one year we, we we had an entering class of 34% of female students, while in in Canada it would would have been on average at that time maybe 16% or so. And one year we hired around I think exactly 75% of our faculty members hire were women, and we were clear from the beginning that we are not creating preferences. You cannot do it because then it's you have to create opportunities so that's what we were able to do at Lakehead we expanded it onto uh, interactions with uh, indigenous communities so Mm -hmm. we implemented this concept of uh, tinker tracks you see so what it is is rather than bringing um, indigenous students to campus from time to time on a bus for a day and they go around and they are all overwhelmed by what they see, it's just too much, for anybody actually. Um, Then we we develop those uh, shipping containers and inside the shipping container, uh, when you walk in, it looks like one of our laboratories uh, with uh, walls, with 3D printers, with uh, uh, machines that they can tinker with. We would take that container and drop it off Uh, at uh, their school for a week so they can explore it on their own time with their parents with their uh, with their teachers and so on and then we would take it and move it on to another and another and another so that way it's it it is an outreach because we are able to um, interact uh, in a social way and build uh, relationships with those communities. But also it's it's important for young people to understand what the modern engineering is, is all about without being overwhelmed by visiting to the university.
0: So what kind of response? That's fascinating. I mean, so, so you're sending around to different communities across the the, the region. Uh, what, yes. what kind of feedback are you getting? Are you getting more of them interested in engineering as a as, as a career path?
1: Yeah, so they, look, it, it's um, traditionally it's right it's relatively difficult uh, to attract uh, indigenous students to uh, to engineering, and um, I, I I have first hand experience because I spent a couple of years as dean of engineering at the University of Saskatchewan in, in Saskatoon. So uh, so I I saw it firsthand. So it's that's why it's so important. To show to uh, um, not only to uh, the indigenous communities, but to community to society at large, that engineering is very much a multidisciplinary enterprise. I mean, in, at Lakehead, we are very lucky that we we are able to link. Well, we haven't done it as yet, but we we've developed it almost ready for the implementation next year. It's we are linking engineering. With business, law, and medicine, so we are lucky because uh, Lakehead has medicine and business and and law all together. Um, that way, we are truly going to make engineering a, a, a multidisciplinary uh, field. Well, we have to figure it out how to do it with the, the, our colleagues from the accreditation board, but. The good thing that I uh, that I stepped in at Lakehead is that uh, all of the programs were just accredited last year for the maximum period of six years. So we we have several years to engage with see with the accreditation body and others in order to uh, improve of what we have in order to make certain that we're going to be different, but not odd. See?
0: <laughs> well, with that, I'd like to thank you so much, Janice. You know, we've we, like we've said, we've known each other for a long time. And, and the idea of communicating to society at large just how important engineering is, I think is a phenomenal objective. I think developing a humanist, a human oriented uh, engineer for the future being being so cognizant of, of, of diversity and inclusion, I agree with you. You've got to make it a welcoming place. You've got to make it possible for people to interact. Um the simple fact that we've gone through this really challenging period, you're embracing it as as a catalyst for change and to accelerate great things. And and I know I know Lakehead's gonna be better for it, and I know uh, I'm excited. Also for the colleges, because I know you've been reaching out to the colleges there, the two-year vocational colleges, so you could work to help bring people if they want to make that step from college to university. Well, th- 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 thanks very much. And, you know, it, it really is a pleasure. And over the years, you know, this, I would argue, that used to be a, my job, but now it's uh, I've got so many friends around the world who, who I can genuinely call friends because we've spent time, we've socialized, as well as discussed the challenges of engineering education. Um, and I think it's those relationships which are going to help make the changes, make a difference. And, and for you taking this time, an hour of your, your busy time, for, for, for me to have this conversation and share it with everyone, uh, I can't thank you enough. But uh, take care, Ganesh. Uh, all the best. And uh, we'll speak soon, in person, I hope.
1: Thank you. I, I will be delighted. And let's continue over a glass of wine.
0: You couldn't uh, end it any better than that. Thanks very much.